If I told you that some colleagues of mine have actually cried at work, how would you respond to that? On this episode of Employment Notebook, we're going to examine the potential impact of crying while on the job. I'm your host, Tim Muma, and joining me to discuss this topic is Anna Ranieri, a career counselor, executive coach, and co-author of the book, How Can I Help? What You Can and Can't Do to Counsel a Friend, Colleague, or Family Member with the Problem. Thanks for coming on LJN Radio, Anna. Oh, my pleasure. Now, this topic was something that when I brought up among my colleagues, they sort of cringed a little bit and felt like, oh, I don't know that I'd want to see somebody crying at work. But let's first go over the reasons, maybe a few common ones, that somebody might actually break down and cry when they're in the workplace. Okay. So, you know, I have to admit that this was not originally my favorite topic either. I was asked to do a a piece for the Harvard Business Review on this topic, Mm -hmm. and I thought, oh, I'm not sure I want to write about it. But (laughs) when I did, I really got pretty involved with it. And so I think the major reasons that somebody might cry in the workplace are, number one, just everyday work-related stress, Hmm. the disappointment of perhaps a sales pitch not working out or, uh, you know, uh, a very ambitious goal that somebody feels perhaps overwhelmed by. So that might be the kind of thing where somebody would respond with tears. I think the the really difficult situation is when, you know, somebody is, and the phrase is usually, reduced to tears, you know, and there's uh, tears can kind of be a stand-in for a number of things. Somebody feeling frustrated, somebody feeling hopeless, somebody feeling like they can't fight back against a boss who's Mm. awfully difficult. And sometimes it's a stand-in for, gee, I'd really like to punch my boss in the nose, (laughs) but I can't do that, so I'm going to cry. I think the other reason can be that, you know, people do have personal lives, and they may be going through something outside of work that, you know, at 10 o'clock that morning comes to mind, and they find themselves um, feeling moody and, and actually crying about something that has nothing to do with the office. And as you mentioned, uh, you, know, you had this article written for the Harvard Business Review, and I, I did think it was great how you're able to break it down to sort of those three main categories. And of course, there are always going to be exceptions and, and individual scenarios, but I thought those were a great, just an example of how you, know, you can kind of categorize a little bit of why people might cry in the workplace. But that then leads me to the next question that a lot of people, I think, have. You know, we hear things in general from people saying, oh, it's good to get it out. It's healthy to cry. What's your overall thought on that, especially if we're talking about doing it at work as opposed to just in your own home? Right. Yeah, this is a difficult one. Certainly, you know, we all have feelings and we all have those times when we do need to engage with our feelings rather than just, uh, you know, kind of smothering them and saying, oh, I'm I'm not experiencing that. Mm -hmm. And people do it in lots of different ways. Some people sit down and have a good cry. Other people go out for a run. Right. Um, people have gone into martial arts and things like that, <laughs> so you can beat up something or other, you know. So crying about something can be useful to really uh, let that, that feeling of distress come out. I think the difficulty is the ramifications that has in the workplace, mm-hmm. that people may not understand it and or misinterpret it or just not feel comfortable with it because it's not what they're used to. And therefore, somebody's um, response to their feelings in that moment may create other problems for them. 
I definitely want to get into some details on that as well. And uh, as we always talk about on these shows, we speak in generalities. We know there are going to be circumstances that are different, but we do our best to sort of cover the broad base. So in general, from your perspective, from maybe people you've spoken with, research you've done, does it seem more acceptable to cry at work than, say, 20 years ago, at least in a general sense? You know, I'm not sure about that. I think it would have a lot to do with the workplace itself. Mm. So, for example, if somebody worked in a social services agency and, uh, you know, they and their colleagues work with, you know, children who are coming out of foster care and uh, having a difficult time, or they're working with families that are experiencing a lot of distress, or they're working with, with somebody who's had a really sad upbringing, it may be that they and their colleagues find themselves getting a little tearful because they're experiencing that empathy with sure. the, the person that they work with. That might be more uh, common there and perhaps has always been than, say, a high-powered advertising agency mm-hmm. where somebody can get angry and hit the wall if they didn't get the, uh, um, the clients they had made a pitch to, but it might not be seen as standard to to break into tears. So you're looking at the organizational culture too. Are we used to having people talk about and express their feelings? Or is that something we we don't do unless the feeling is, you know, less vulnerable, a feeling like anger and and that kind of thing. Right. No, I think those are terrific examples of the disparity in culture and what the organization stands for as well. I think those are are good examples for our listeners to understand. Now you talked about this a little bit earlier. You alluded to the fact that you know, breaking down at work, crying at work can have uh, an impact, possibly a negative one, uh, on one's reputation, on their relationship with management and coworkers. What do you think that effect can have in terms of one's own reputation and, and how they're perceived at work? Yeah, this, this can be kind of complex because on the one hand, Somebody can be seen as, oh, no, they're, they're not able to handle things. Mm-hmm. You know, they're breaking down and crying when really they should just get back to work and suck it up, you know. In other uh, organizations, though, it may be that this is actually seen as a positive thing. And there might be an interesting little twist there that if a man who's seen to be strong and ruthless and, you know, going forward and, and working hard is suddenly being tearful, it might be that people look at him and say, oh, my goodness, good for him. He's huh. able to show his feelings. Interesting. So you never know how it might come across, but you're looking at uh, how people interpret it, you know, and that's going to impact their viewpoint on whether or not crying is appropriate. Let's go with that example you gave as far as a possible difference between men and women. I think traditionally people still feel, of course, uh, you know, the men are supposed to hold it together and and be strong. And that's what you're talking about there. And and then you see that vulnerability. And then it's, Mm -hmm. again, stereotype alert. Women are going to show their emotion more often and they're going to cry. Do you see a sort of difference on the impact it could have based on gender or maybe more pressure on women not to cry or pressure on men not to cry? I mean, how how do you view it? There are those standard traditional stereotypes that women are more likely to cry, that men are more likely to disguise uh, their feelings. Mm -hmm. And there are those instances where, again, I think that it can be kind of powerful for a man to demonstrate that he does have feelings and that can gain him a lot of goodwill (laughs) from his colleagues. Or because it makes some people uncomfortable, it could be seen as really inappropriate. 
for women, I think it can be a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, it can result in people, some people feeling that, oh my goodness, you see that women, they're just not tough enough for this kind of job. Or it can be, well, good for her. She's really a competent worker and she feels able to demonstrate her feelings. So again, you know, there's different interpretations for things, but there's different cultures and different views of what's acceptable in the workplace. So it's hard to say there's just one way of it going for people of either gender. Sure. And I had sort of seen a couple articles regarding this as well, that women often feel pressure not to cry because of what you just mentioned there, like all the stereotype that they can't hack it and they'll never make it in this business kind of thing. Do you, other from personal experience or again, things you've seen or people you've talked with, do you see a difference being possibly the position that the individual's in? So say if it's a, a woman in a CEO or an executive type position that same kind of thing. Well, she's in a position of power, so the, the emotion actually is a, a positive versus being that sort of overarching individual over everybody else. I think that can be a useful way of looking at it, and it can also reflect what the source of the tears is. Hmm. If an individual contributor who feels that he or she doesn't have a lot of power in the organization and is just at the receiving end of whatever the boss sends down or the, whatever way the boss behaves, then that person may be crying because of that lack of a sense of control. Whereas the person who is the manager or even is the CEO may feel like, all right, they've demonstrated their strength and their uh, capability and they can elect to cry or not. Hmm. Interesting. I'm going to put you on the spot just a little bit here. Based on your experience, you've been a career counselor, executive coach. In most cases, would you say one should avoid that big display of emotion at work? Here's what I would say. Ideally, if the person experiencing those strong feelings can identify them in time before they build up to the point where that person would let go and burst into tears, that may be a better way of handling it. If what that person is feeling is a lack of control, a sense that they're not being treated well or they're not being heard, then a good strategy would be for them to sit down with their colleague or boss and say, hey, here's what I'm experiencing. What can we do about it? And so that might be, you know, if if one's feeling, you know, at wit's end and and that they just want to sit down and cry, you know, then it's good to ask themselves, hmm, what, what are those feelings about? And are there other things I can do? On the other side, if there's a manager who tends to bring people to tears, it may be important for him or her to look at, wait a minute, what's going on here? And sit down with that person who's crying Mm -hmm. and say, hey, tell me about it. And, you know, if they learn that, gee, they're crying, the person is crying because of the manager's behavior, then that manager wants to look at how can I manage this person differently? You're really good at this uh, segue stuff because that is where I was going to head next. The idea of management and administrative individuals, you know, if something like this does happen where somebody is, has gotten to that emotional state where they, they just can't keep it in, can you give any basic steps or strategies for those individuals to possibly help either the person in general or maybe the culture, as you alluded to earlier, uh, for looking at maybe short term or long term, how they could help in these situations? If this manager uh, has a has a team member who is crying, they might want to invite them into their office or another private space and say, hey, let's talk about this. 
and really demonstrate a willingness to listen. Because first you have to find out, why is this person crying? Mm -hmm. If they're crying because they've got a family issue at home that they're worried about, then hearing them, asking them what they need in order to take care of themselves personally, that may be important. If the person responds and says, you know, I'm crying because I just feel frustrated and misunderstood here, and I feel like, you know, the requirements that you're giving me are just impossible for any human <laughs> to be able to achieve. And uh, therefore, that gives the, the boss a chance to say, all right, let's talk more about that. If what, what is uncovered is, you know, this whole organizational culture here is so tough and so cutthroat that it's really breaking me down, then it may be important for that boss to look at, well, geez, how can we change that culture a bit? So what we're doing is helping people feel motivated and feel a sense of being helped to do their job, you mm -hmm. know, the kind of thing where the, the manager finds somebody doing something right rather than always commenting on their failures, you know. You can motivate people a lot better that way. And so maybe it is taking a look at what kind of culture have we created here? It may be a culture that's okay for some people, who like a kind of edgy environment and a lot of challenge and a lot of blustering and that kind of thing, they don't take it seriously or it doesn't hurt them. Right. For other people, that may be, you know, very non-productive and it may be important to, to see that and say, hey, you're a valuable employee here. I want you to feel motivated. Now I'm going to take it seriously that you don't want to be treated this way and I'm going to try to, to, to change the way I'm managing you. Anna, I think it's been a great conversation and uh, you being able to give us some examples as well as sort of the theory side of crying at work. And as you just mentioned there, what managers and administrative individuals can do. I wanted to give you the floor at the end here. Uh, what would you offer up as a takeaway to our listeners about this conversation, about the subject of crying at work, wherever you'd like to close it out with for us today? So I would say two things. For the individual contributor who perhaps has felt either that they're close to tears or they've actually experienced that at work. I would encourage them to analyze why are they feeling that way and what do they choose to do about it? Can they address their boss and say, we got to sit down and work some things out here? Or is it that they've got things happening in their personal life that they need to address so that they don't find themselves uh, overwhelmed by that at work? For the manager, if that person is known to be a, someone who regularly reduces people to tears, he or she should first... I'll learn to sit down and listen to their team members to hear what's going well, what's not going well, and how they might change their approach to managing people. Consider the kind of culture they want to have that tries to get everybody to do their best as much as possible while feeling respected for what it is they do. I think that's a perfect place to lead things off today. Anna, thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. That will do it for us on this edition of Employment Notebook and our conversation with Anna Ranieri. She is a career counselor, executive coach, and co-author of the book, How Can I Help? What You Can and Can't Do to Counsel a Friend, Colleague, or Family Member with the Problem. And that issue we were talking about today was crying at work. She gave us some good examples to kind of think about when you are in your own workplace and if that might happen to you. If you want to get in touch with us about this show or any of our episodes, send us an email, ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Reach out to us on Twitter at the LJN. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes as well. Thank you once again for listening. I'm Tim Muma. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody.